Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's the daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the Star Wars movies one minute at a time. <clears throat> My voice almost didn't make it through that one. I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com. I'm Alex Robinson from ComicBookAlex.com. I'm Matt Gorley from MattGorley.com. I'm Mark McConville from Pistol Shrimps Radio. Mm. Me too, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Um, welcome back, guys. Hey, fellas. Well, you know what? Welcome to you two. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah. yeah. We re- people rarely welcome us. That's yeah, true. well, welcome. You're at my house, so That's you true. are welcome. Oh, thank you. I feel like, you know, I've been made your guest. Take something with yeah. you on the way out. <laughs> yeah, pick one thing. I'm going to take the gin. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, gin or something. Speaking of, speaking of gin, that wasn't even a, a <laughs> setup, but here we are. Uh, minute four of Star Wars, oh, Star Wars story, <laughs> Rogue One. Um, minute four starts with uh, Lyra telling Jin to trust the Force, and it ends with Galen telling Krennic Lyra died. Oh, mm. that was quick. Yeah, we didn't even see it happen. Well, she should have in mid like trust the Force. Uh, like, this crystal <laughs> keeps me alive. <laughs> I thought that crystal was going to play a bigger part in the story. Yeah, I wonder if it yeah. originally might have. Yeah, mm. like yeah, she was going to want having it inserted too. into something, right. or it's like or... the dark crystal. She'd have to put it in. Like exactly. they had the the kyber crystals where something yeah. was going wrong, and she had to. Yeah, maybe it turns out mom was just a fan of Jedi's, and the crystal is sort of a yeah, you know, facsimile of an actual. Oh, like, oh it wasn't a real one. <laughs> it wasn't a, a real one. Item. It's a collector's <laughs> item. Or she's into some of that woo-woo stuff like people are here. Like, I put a relationship crystal in the corner of my bedroom and it helps my sex life. Yeah. <laughs> Full moon's coming. Better strap it to a table outside and yell my intentions into it for 45 straight minutes. <laughs> I put a crystal in every pot of mac and cheese I boil and then I take it out. Um... <laughs> We uh, we also uh, this is we we talked about him a bit because he's uh, his presence precedes him. But uh, we see Krennic, uh, Krennic proper. We see Orson Callan Krennic. Callan. Orson Callan Krennic. Hmm. O C K Ock. <laughs> he's a doctor. <laughs> I like him. Um, love him as an actor. Yeah, okay. yeah. I love ben him Mendelsohn. as a director. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a director as well. Well, in this movie, well, he's director his title, <laughs> Director Krennic. He's probably a director. He, you think he made that joke? He's like, I'm an actor and director. <laughs> <laughs> a little Orson. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. why. 
Um, yeah, um, say it with me, everybody. Orson Krennic, originally created for Star Wars Orson Underworld. Underworld. Whoa. Um, huh. Earlier on, he was um, a member of the Rogue One team, the Rogue Ones. He was uh, he was like a member, like Jin Erso's kind of feisty band of rebels. He was one of them, but he was reporting back to Imperial Intelligence. Like a double agent. A double agent. Oh, that scene would have been a nice little story wrinkle. I would have um, liked that. That's like Force 10 from Navarone, one of my famous mm-hmm. favorite men on a mission films. Mm-hmm. They got one of those in there. There you go. Little well, we gotta, there's nine iterations between. You got Rogue One to Force 10. So you got to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's, uh, it I, takes two. <laughs> And then don't forget about Oceans 11, 12. Well, we'll get there. <laughs> That's later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, the Krennic kind of makes his appearance with his cape. With his beautiful uh, flowing cape. Is this you the first it? Imperial cape we've seen other than mm. Vader? Um, yes, I believe so. Because I think he's got the. We've seen the white jacket before. Yeah. That's, that's apparently a hallmark of uh, Imperial intelligence. Um, or imperial, wow. whatever the other word for intelligence. The the other word for intelligence. <laughs> smart, smarts. Yeah, there you go. I'm smart, pa. Um, <laughs> like everyone says. Notice that his the material of his tunic feels like made more out of like a rain weather breaker yeah. or mm-hmm. windbreaker kind of thing, where the other guys are like wool or something. Yeah, He's, this is obviously he prepared for the environment. Yeah. He's like, yeah. well, we're going to that. Uh, the big island, so let's uh, <laughs> yeah. throw on the ponchos. Do Weather think- can change in an instant. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he uh, like has multiple suits on the shuttle? That way, depending if it was like sunny, he would be like, right. oh, yeah. let me wear my tank top uniform. <laughs> oh, man. Sleeveless, but with, <laughs> yeah. with the cape. Show yeah. off the guns. Because right. uh, <laughs> uh, it's like white overalls, basically, then. Right? It's like a, <laughs> they just, just got a little bib front, but then a cape. Yeah. Wow. And a wider brim on his hat. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the editor... Or the editing team on this are they're just cursing that they're shooting in the wind because mm-hmm. the look is so great when the cape is fluttering in the wind and then they cut to Galen they cut back and the wind is oh not pretty to, much gone yeah. <laughs> right and so the, it doesn't really there's not a huge continuity issue but when you watch this thing that you're supposed to just that that is not a thing you're ever going to focus on right, watching right. it from front to to back the way a normal human would watch right it. but right. watching it minute to minute you yeah. start to notice like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the, the wind was really up, and then yeah. not so up, and then it's not. You yeah. got to go for the best takes, though. The Scorsese school of editing. Like, right. If you watch his, there's the continuity is always off in between those takes. Huh. But I never noticed that. Like in Goodfellas, the um, the how am I funny to you thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ties are tied. They're untied. Oh wow, that's funny. Drinks, oh. and switching hands. Oh, left I and never right. noticed that. Yeah, it's fun mm-hmm. to watch again. That they're really. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare. When you think about that stuff, uh, even as an actor, of just like if you have to handle stuff, right? It's a nightmare to think about if if the director cares about that stuff. But yeah. maybe in this case, the director's just like, "No, we're getting the good stuff," like you're saying. Well, yeah. I'm glad they didn't. You'll notice that sometimes they'll uh, somebody will notice that and they'll try to correct it with um, post. Like they'll they'll do like the digital stuff, or they'll throw in like like. Why is the wind so loud? They'll throw in wind sound effects and then it'll like drop out. On you know, while like while coverage, like while yeah. you're looking at Galen, they'll be like, 
and like yeah. have the wind drop out so you yeah. hear it kind of like right, oh right. it was windy and then it got less windy yeah um you know where they where they know that somebody's going to ask about that i would i would rather not, them not care than yeah well, i didn't even part. notice it yeah. i was deeply engrossed in the world i'm sure where did, did you notice uh galen is wearing under armor mm. you the, the thing with the little two like, like he has like a like a captain's it's like insignia. they colored over that uh, an under armor logo with black sharpie hmm. uh, right it's like collar line i see like a captain's uh bars so that's because the empire has a deal with nike and he's not allowed to wear under armor but uh <laughs> he still finds them really comfortable and supporting so hmm. um I think it's kind of I think it's kind of a neat um, reflection of the opening of A New Hope because when Krennic shows up, he's all wearing white and he has a white cape and he's surrounded by black stormtroopers. Mm, right. Whereas in Star Wars, right. of course, he's, everyone's all in black and he's wearing a white stormtrooper. This is so the stuff, right? Yeah. It's kind of a neat little. Like, and of course, it ends with Darth Vader. You know, the, right. kind of the, the last shot parallel. You had yeah. to remind me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, yeah. Yeah, he's also got. Um, this is a good bit of uh, a good bit of continuity mm-hmm. um, because this takes place earlier. You'll notice that on his little uh, cape cloak thing there, he's got uh, one red bar of insignia, and then when we see later, when, when like when it we get way for we get back into BBY zero BBY or BY mm-hmm. era, um, you'll see he has like a two row yeah. like he's made his way up. Um, and so he's a, he's a, a lower level officer mm. at this point because he's only got the one red one red stripe. Mm-hmm. But he's got two of those pens in yeah. his pocket. Yeah, he does have that, mm-hmm. and that does sort of make you don't ever really see any written language. In but they're not mm-hmm. pens necessarily, are they? Yeah, I think they're code cylinders. Yeah, there's some kind of. Oh, does he like, use them ever? Like the, nobody uh, ever uses them. USB oh, drives. I use them like crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're never like you know standing around. You're at the DMV. Does anybody have a code cylinder? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but give it back. <laughs> you go to the bank and they give you a free code cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this uh, maybe I should have brought this up earlier when we first landed on Lamu. <laughs> but if you guys had to become a recluse, mm. which which biome would you want to live in? Oh, give me Endor. Endor, mm. oh, like yeah. a wooded for so many Northern reasons. California. Um, I just love that topography so mm-hmm. much but also just hanging out with ewoks mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah i mean post post battle of endor right yeah where's the post so the, the cool the cool ewoks <laughs> the ewoks that have been ruined by civilization coming in and infiltrating their society right. yeah i guess i just don't want the empire there i mean <laughs> you know. but you know also so you've seen return of the jedi and you're going there so you know you're going to dress all in gold and you're going to show up and you're like oh hey, yeah, yeah. perfect that's right, <laughs> right. yeah <laughs> i think i would do scarif I, I think i'm more in the mood for a tropical kind I of see. Yeah. it's a little too hot and muggy looking yeah, for me too yeah um, Why would they keep their well, their storage banks on a planet that is humid? And <laughs> hmm. Well, because yeah, Imperial real estate and Imperial IT are two different branches. Oh, and I like, see. Yeah, you know, the IT guy just wanted to live in a nice place. Yeah. Well, no, hey, he's, he's, the he's, he's going crazy. He's like, we can't have this. Like, you, you kidding me? We're, oh, we're yeah. taking these hard drives and we're putting them, surrounding them by water and sand. <laughs> these yeah. servers are gonna melt down. <laughs> Naboo uh, would be nice too. Yeah, yeah Naboo's I think nice. where I'm going to go. Yeah. Naboo. Uh, How about you, Mark? I like that. I mean, I hate to piggyback on you, but uh, there's 
hey man i got a hut i like i, I like the northern hut. california in real life quite a bit <laughs> no you're growing yeah. that jazz cabbage up there oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sometimes so hard you can't <laughs> sit down, down. <laughs> um I might back up and say Yavin Four. Also, that's a good. Uh, Yavin looks good, but, but that's that, also tropical. Yeah, that feels not kind of humid. Really? The, well, you were because you went. You went. I went there. Filmed it, oh, so right. you can tell. Oh. Well, I've kind of been to Endor. <laughs> the streets are paved with gold. <laughs> also, so if Naboo. Also, would you pick surface Naboo or under the water Naboo? Oh, definitely surface Naboo. Yeah. I'm also not getting enough of this place uh-huh. of, of mm-hmm. Hawaii slash Iceland. Last yeah. Move. Yeah. But, but that might be nice. Would anybody hmm. choose to live on that upside down asteroid that's in this movie? <laughs> I don't think so. It looks gross. It's, yeah, it's just a bunch of hallways, right? Like like yeah. alleys and yeah. and like it's like living in the beginning of Blade Runner. Yeah. yeah. No thanks. No thanks. I like um, it's Cloud City too. It's a good. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a lot well, of indoors, if I lived in Cloud so. City, I would live in constant terror that that thing was just going to fall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And can you go outside on Cloud City? Like, is there are there decks? Are there? Because uh, I didn't see any. I Maybe know. it's like the Twin Cities where there's just connector mm. tubes yeah. and giant have trails. Mm. Yeah. Plus, huh. there's uh, well, no, they they do go outside when they land on the on the oh, landing that's platform. Of course, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ, what kind of are you doing, Chewbacca? You have to that's slide outside. down an antenna, yeah. and then you can. It's like oh, the great yeah. view, <laughs> but it seems really windy up there. Yeah. Yes, like it's prohibitively windy. Yeah, you don't want to. No, I'm I'm right. going to indoor. All right. Uh, when I lived in New York, we lived on the 45th floor, and we had a balcony, and it was like you almost never went out there because it was so windy. Oh and, my god! And, uh, and uh, yeah, how long did it take to get up in the elevator? There was no elevator. <laughs> 45 floor. So he got up. a good deal on it. <laughs> he went up once and then you came down once. Yeah. Was, no, it wasn't that long. It was, uh, you, know, you know, 30 seconds or something. Mm-hmm. I guess it's designed to be a fast elevator yeah. for yeah. tall buildings. So. Yeah. The Tracy Chapman song. I can fast Vader. <laughs> oh, yes. And also Jin Erso is, another, not Jin, uh, Galen Erso is continuing the proud tradition of um, people running away to get away from their problems like Yoda and mm-hmm. Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and Luke. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. All the all the people. Well, so you can do that when there's a bunch Han, of too. uninhabited but habitable planets. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. true. It's a lot easier. Right. Five hundred people on this planet. Yeah. yeah. They have a history, yes. Who? Uh Galen and Krennic. Yeah. yeah. Galen designed the Death Star and No, I yeah. Oh. So but I'm just talking interpersonally, like yeah. why would he believe I might jump on the gun? Lyra <laughs> died. We end the we we end with his lie. Yeah. Right. The game they're playing, the two of them, but specifically Krennic, is I love it because I love that he's like choosing to fake that he believes Galen, mm-hmm. but also kind of doing it a little sarcastically. Right. It's a really great portrayal by Ben yeah. Mendelsohn. Yeah, yeah, but I guess again in the tactic of we near we are hiding out here, and the minute someone shows up, we need to be gone. Is he just buying time? He doesn't believe it. He doesn't believe it's going to work. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, I guess he doesn't know what to expect. He probably is expecting the worst, but also, like, there's the possibility that me, all right, maybe I'll say, I don't want to go. And they'll be like, oh, it's too bad. Here's my card. Give me a call if you change your mind, you know, that kind of a thing. Right. But when the four, four, it's four or six death troopers show up. Right. At least, yeah. Yeah, you probably should have, you know, you're going to comply. It's kind of weird to me that or, that Krennic himself comes to this thing. He's like the mm. director of all this stuff, and like yet, like he couldn't just send like a is he the director at this point, or is he the? Well, they call him director all the time. He's the assistant later director, there, right? He's the, he's yeah, a stage well, director. Right, he's the first this AD is before the Tarkin and all that stuff. Right. Uh, is is the screenwriter 
American or European? I believe he's American. Okay. Yeah, who, who originally wrote this? Um, well, I, I like the basics are written by John Knoll, right? And then um, Gary Whitta did the the bulk of assembling it, and then others may have may have had their say. I just bring it up because I think broadly, stereotypically, Americans mm-hmm. can do business over the phone and in right. email and. Uh, there's a European contingent that, that, that loves touch. FaceTime. Huh. They love it. Huh. And maybe the Empire is sort of, yeah, mm. we're going to put a personal touch to this. Mm. We're going to send you a great, great distance. <laughs> Chris White's and Tony Gilroy from a story by John Knoll and Gary Whitta. Yeah, Tony Gilroy, was he like did the re-re-rewrites. Right. Okay. Yeah, so maybe, uh, and maybe... Um, uh, maybe a personal touch is the way to try to get him back. Yeah. And maybe mm. Kranich really does have a you know maybe they did really have like a personal relationship and well, thought he, might, well, he admires him as a as a mind right yeah right, right. Yeah. yeah so they think they were working together and then galen fell in love and split or developed a conscience and split and then he was hiding and, and so krennic was the one i think they were you know as, as we see in flashbacks um alex is open to a page in the book that has a flashback that they're mm-hmm. they're close you know they're they're uh, more than just co-workers well I could never tell whether that was whether them being friends in the olden days like earlier well, there's a later on you see a shot of, of Galen Ursa wearing an imperial uniform mm-hmm. but I could never tell whether they were actually legitimately friendly or whether Galen Ursa was like well I gotta pre- pretend to be friends with him because he's my boss I so would I imagine gotta, that's the case cause you think he's just he's just I feel like what we're dealing with here is a sort of he has good character and Krennic doesn't and right. that they would have he would have known that, I think. Mm-hmm. Probably part of the reason he wanted to get away in the first place is having to well, deal I, with Krennic all the time. But I think that could be, you know, his him developing a conscience. I think originally mm. he didn't really... Uh, maybe not. Um, that was my yeah, my understanding of it. He, I think he was more of a kind of, you know, didn't care as much about the, the well-being of the galaxy when he was a younger man. And, and then, then Lyra was like, right. I'm almost a Jedi. Right. <laughs> Look at why just look at my crystal. <laughs> not the wig. It, not I the bought wig. it at a Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> Spencer's or something like that. Like Space. Spen- Can we talk Spencers. about the one thing in the Death Troopers do that they don't do heavily here. You ready to say it at the same time? Oh. What? Well, you go first. But uh, what I'm thinking about isn't distilled down to a single little soundbite. Oh continue (laughs) oh now i'm curious yeah but you see it in force awakens a lot and it bothers me and that is the stormtroopers and to a certain extent these death troopers holding their guns and moving like modern day american tactical forces Mm -hmm. and they have these like the gear and they're like you know how you see soldiers these days they've always got this one way they hold a gun now right and I feel like that's been adopted by the empire. And again, anything that takes me back to earth is always a problem. Right. I think that's why I had a big problem with the humor in last Jedi. It was so earth based, mm-hmm. not yeah. that far off. What Are they all right handed is my question. Hmm. Oh, I think because they the, train um, that out of you. Well, there's only you're, six it's, or it, eight of them. There's probably most people are right handed. Are we all right handed like in, in this room? Yes, I was raised by lefties, but I'm right-handed. Really? I'm right-handed. Yeah. Whoa, I'm right-handed. <laughs> you were raised by lefties. But again, this this then gets into the whole overarching Star Wars 
mythology right. of like, are these clones? Is it the same? We know now they're not. They're not. Although they would, they, they might w- be. There were some lingering clones. Yeah, they. W- they. Yeah, we don't know about the Death Troopers, but clones were done with by the time we get to New Hope, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Um, but yes, Matt, you're getting you're getting SWAT team. Yeah, or like like uh, David Co- Boreanaz posture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cold, or like um, you're getting a, modern day warfare that kind of like right yeah I don't like know. Uh, what's what, what's the video not yeah is it modern warfare call of duty yeah. call of duty modern there warfare sure yeah. according to the book uh, death trooper candidates must meet rigid physical and ideological standards hmm. so maybe being right handed is in fact hmm. one of the physical standards that wow. they, I just noticed they were all right handed and I yeah. thought are they, is there hmm. any I think it's more they make guy? they make the props like one way and then they're probably like, they just have to hold it like isn't it like aren't there things that come off the sides of the guns? Yeah, yeah. the old magazines from yeah. uh, their yeah, Sterlings and so they can't hold them the other way. <laughs> so yeah, you, Death Troopers in general do seem like they are modeled on modern contemporary like yeah, Iraq right. War. Yeah, yeah, they have all the, the wide belts and stuff strapped to them yeah. and everything. But they, they almost feel a little more like old school Nazi. Where in Force Awakens, I noticed they they just have like web gear on them and then it's more the way they're holding the guns that feels like right. so modern. I don't Although know. that doesn't bother me as much because that's supposed to be in the future from Star Wars from so that like that the evolution from the way that stormtroopers hold guns to the way that the first order stormtroopers hold guns would parallel the way that you know 70s uh, soldiers held guns to the way that uh, Audi's soldiers hold guns. Mm. Yeah, you think it was a Hux, a Hux initiative? Hold your guns higher. (laughs) (laughs) That was his big contribution, right? (laughs) Much like people, stormtroopers all hold their guns the same way. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) Just like people in the nineties felt like they had to wear their bass guitar really low around their knees, and now it's more acceptable to hold it up here and do a little beep beep beep. Well, that's all I have for minute four. Anyone else have anything for minute four? Um. No, I mean, this kind of continues in, um, you know, it's a shame they didn't show us, you know, what happened to Lyra. I feel like we just saw her a minute ago and now she's dead. It's, uh, it's disappointing. Now, I think that yeah. must, I think that was one of the reshoot things. Reshoots, I think like, there was originally going to be a scene where she, <laughs> yeah. they show her get the way that it was cut is, is bothering me, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, one day we'll find a script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we'll look for the script. Um, Matt, I think you have to leave. So I'm sorry to say that I do. Yeah, uh, Mark, do you want to stick around and do another? Yeah, let's uh, stick around and root this through week? Matt's stuff. All right. Okay. I look don't expect to that, that gin to be here when you get back. Please don't, because it's actually not great gin. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> take this bargain basement <laughs> gin bottle off. It's my called gunpowder. Well, I don't gin. name it. It's really it spicy. Like... I, I guess I like my gins with a little tonic, and yeah. this kind of doesn't complement it. Mm. Yeah. So you're gonna try gun gin? Gun gin. <laughs> gun gin. Yeah. Um, Binks. A gungeon. <laughs> um, so we'll be back uh, some of us will be back tomorrow uh, with a brand new episode of Star Wars Star Minute. Wars Minute Star Wars you're only a